new beginning. Hey, welcome everybody. This is the second episode of the Grief Dream podcast that we've been doing. I'm here with Josh Black, the lovely Ola, and the lovely Chloe. I got that right. <laughs> I just met these people today. Don't be mad at me. Uh, so yeah, we're just coming from a wonderful event that was put on. Josh Black was hosting it. We had Ola and Chloe performing, and I gotta say, I was very impressed. I've never seen Joshua Black uh, speak before, so I was just looking at that like, wow, there's one guy I'm friends with doing it. Has a room of people just hanging on every word. Just incredible. But yeah, it was a very beautiful, I think, event that was put on. And when I first walked in there, like it was different than the other events um, that I've been a part of. And I think the, the main reason was that yeah, it was the elegance of it, right? Like I've done a lot of different things. People are on couches. I've been in a castle, all sorts of oh. stuff. But this was the... Uh, <laughs> that sounds elegant. Castle, <laughs> yeah. castle wasn't elegant, right? <laughs> more like great party. Like, prestigious. Yeah. Prestigious, I guess, yeah. But this one was more, it had chandeliers, it was very like newly redone. And so I felt very privileged to be a part of that. And for where I was, I think the conference going in, it was, I think, my best sort of talk yet, um, to be able to connect with the audience moving forward. Absolutely. I was thinking um, what I like about it is the confidence, but also the compassion that's associated with it. Um, there's no arrogance or there's a genuineness to it. And I think you guys bring that as well. How did you guys like your performance? How did you feel? What'd you do? <laughs> I thought it went really well. Who is this? Okay, I'm Chloe. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ola and I performed four uh, of our songs. And um, I think it went really well. We just we just vibe off each other and we try to put ourselves in the shoes of the people who are in the room, just our audience listening to it. So, yeah. If you are hearing any noises in the background, ladies and gentlemen, we are sitting candy store chocolate store so there's a gelato machine uh, have no fear so I have just, no just fear. want to say that absolutely sorry i should have said we are in a chocolate store i've never been it's incredible ladies the name i'm just saying chocolate store Cho- chocolates etc uh, Where, where's it located? 100 welland avenue in yeah. st Catharines, ontario come check it out <laughs> excellent that's another dream come true doing something in a chocolate store that sounds bad Anyways, yes. So as I was listening to you guys perform, I thought these girls are really put together. It seems like you've been practicing for months and months and months. Uh, there was smiles. Uh, it didn't seem like there was a lot of nervousness. No, yeah. But like, I want to know more. How do you guys, are you guys sisters? Like, who are you guys? And why do you guys have such a big bond with each other? <laughs> we are almost, almost sisters. Yeah. yeah. If I could have a sister, well, I got one. Did you? Aww, I did, honestly. <laughs> I was little, I always wanted a sister, yeah. and life provided, uh, in, a, in a way, it did, absolutely. Yeah. We live a block away. <laughs> when I run out of anything, she sees me in, in 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, we grew up down the street from each other, and uh, our brothers were also very close, and we would go, every single day we would hang out, and I think we went, what, like three days without seeing each other for one summer? Every oh. single day we'd hang out. We'd play soccer and have sleepovers and just do crazy things. And then um, in our later years, maybe four years ago, we started, uh, <laughs> started writing summer. music together. Yeah, yeah we started writing oh. together and jamming. And I think that has really uh, created a different kind of bond in our friendship just because we connect over something that's so important to both of us. Mm-hmm. And so 
so in depth, so we're both really passionate about it. Yeah, no, we said it all. <laughs> How old were you guys when you first met? Oh god, uh, who knows? Chloe was probably like six. Or... <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, no, this, yeah. this goes way back. And our families are very close as well. So actually, how it started was um, in the chocolate store, Chloe's biological sister, uh, and the two of us formed a little trio. And we called ourselves the Almost Sisters because we were, in fact, Almost Sisters. So we did that for a little bit, until the 1930s keep uh, up. And then, um, yeah, ever since then, we just continued to write songs together. Many years, just, yeah, probably in the past four Four years, we've been writing a lot of music together, yeah. so that's been amazing. Did you guys always share the music interest together, or when did that come about? I would say it was interesting because we kind of fell out of contact for a few years, and we were individually growing interest for music. And we both went to the same high school, but at different times. And high school was a music high school, so we were just always very encouraged to creatively express ourselves. And music has been around in both our families, I think. So then when we finally reconnected over this Almost Sisters trio, it was amazing to see like what we could come up with mm-hmm. and uh, and just how it naturally kind of went together because we had similar upgrowings and we just know each other super well. So, Is that the most fun aspect is getting together and brainstorming, being creative, yeah. writing yeah. silly songs so, maybe? Absolutely. Um, I think that it has helped our relationship in so many other ways, our friendship. Mm-hmm. Just to, to know we'll look at each other and go for the same word or the same harmony, finishing literally yeah. each other's musical sentences because we're mm-hmm. spending so much time together. We work together. We live so close. Yeah. And often one of us will bring an idea to the table. Oh, I started writing this song. Yeah. Oh, I started playing around with this. The other one adds something. Before you know it, it's a song. Yeah. Just to add to that. Also, we have different musical background so i think we also bring something different to the table mm-hmm. where some like sometimes we're on the same page but then sometimes we're on a slightly different page which works even better in a way so it's been cool too like that yeah. what are some of your uh, influences musical influences uh for me definitely gospel and soul they've just always resonated with me uh i, I can't explain it it just touches me and it's something that i listen to um, it's very powerful. I wouldn't go around saying I'm super religious necessarily, but all of that melody, it just carries something so deep you can hear in their mm-hmm. voice. Um, so that's definitely something that I bring to the table. It sneaks in. Chloe's like, yeah, it's gospel. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. And you're, what do, what do you do? What do you oh, bring? Boy. Oh, I'm <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I don't know. I think my friends, like, it's kind of a joke because I, I listen to everything. And sometimes I'll put on the song and I'll be like, eh, I'm not really into it. But I love, um, I grew up listening to, I love, I'm not going to lie, 90s rock. And oh, like, yeah. my older brothers would always play that kind of music around when I was younger. So I just got used to like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Third Eye Blind. I love them. Um, but then I also have a big love for soul and jazz, old school, and definitely hip hop. So it kind of just all comes together. And then I think we meet on that soul aspect mm-hmm. and we just bring our own kind of play to play to the table, you know? And we listen to pop. Like, we oh, listen yeah. to the radio as we're driving. Not necessarily always our first choice, but there's so much woven in there, right? There's that structure yeah. and catchiness of a typical pop song, but then we'll throw oh, in yeah. a rap and some hard whatever. <laughs> we're feeling. Yeah. 
absolutely. Uh, I know when I listen to music, there's different elements. I might like the vocalist on a pop song or the bass line on something else and you know the melodies. And I can definitely relate to uh, gospel music. I always find the, the choirs are very powerful. It's amazing. Like you have like, you know, I don't know the exact terms, but you know, people with very deep voices and tenor, yeah, yeah. tenors, I think. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's what gospel brings, right? The power of it. Um, I had a question. When uh, was the first time you guys performed and how was that like? Together. Together, yeah. Or actually, maybe separate. <laughs> I'm sure that separate was first yeah. and then together. Uh, when I was in grade seven, I volunteered to sing Okada for my school. <laughs> I didn't think they knew what they were in for and not in a good way. Get into, I, I listen to a certain song mm-hmm. before I, I go in, almost to like calm my nerves. 
um, so I can actually talk. Do you guys do anything before your talks? Can you just go in there and just like like kill it, or like what do you guys do to actually um, do it well? We always need to be in the zone, or we try to get to the zone, and it, that zone is different every time. So if we're strong, high energy, woo, go coffee. Maybe we need to just have some quiet time and take it down a notch, or the opposite, right? It just depends yeah. on the scenario. We have a show in hour. And we are not in go mode. So then, you know, just like you said, we'll put on music. You want, let's have, let's have some coffee. Let's have espresso. And definitely, though, we always have to regroup. We have to we go. We just kind of stand just, there. We just look at each other like, okay, let's go do yeah. this, you know? It's energy. Yeah. That's what it is. It definitely is an energy thing. We just, we like she said, we have to look at each other and, <laughs> and just be like, we just right. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, we're ready. We can do this. And then, like, usually, two seconds before we go on, I always do this. I always blink on the first lyric of the first song, and I always ask her. (laughs) I'm like, what's the first lyric? She's like, oh, my God, are you serious? Uh, I know the songs, but it just happens usually. That's what we do. That's cool. Yeah, like, when when I first get up there, it's, like, the first maybe, like, 30 seconds. I can feel my nerves. But once they start going, those go away, and you're almost like this different person, like the anxiety or the fear or whatever. It's not around anymore. Now you're just like connecting with the people and you're doing your thing. Is that what happens with you guys? Like the first, they said like the first lyric and then after that you guys are golden or like, do you have to continually balance yourself out throughout the uh, performance? Well, there's no going back once you start. <laughs> it's, it's true, right? So when I think going up there is just that moment of like, all right, here we go. And then it, it kind of, it's probably excited. I mean, I've never been, but I'd love to. You, It's a commitment. You're there. You're doing it. As soon as, you that jump. first chord, you know, you hit that on the piano, you start, you open your mouth, you're on your you're way, you're going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just kind of do it, I think. Yeah, and then I think once you get started, like, for me, I just get lost in the music, and I don't even really care if I screw up. And it's just like, I don't know, it's the best feeling in the world from performing and just being there in that moment and really trying to focus and be like, okay, um, what am I singing about? You know, you have to, you can't just stand there and, and sing, like, karaoke or whatever, but... For me, performing is the ultimate high. <laughs> and so, you know, like we just did a show, right? Or uh, an event. And you guys are singing to people who have lost loved ones, right? Which to me, like I do my talks and like I I get certain things. I get certain things from them, right? Either they're happy, they're nodding, they understand. But I don't break them down like you guys do, right? You hit a piece of our chord within people that just opens them up, me included, every time... Um, they, they do the performance. I always end up crying and then I have to go up and do a speech after. <laughs> so, um, but it hits me. I know it hits a lot of other people too. So what is that like? Like being in front of people when they're crying and being emotional and you got to carry forward and, and do this music because you know it's helping them move forward in the loss. It's not easy. I, I really have grown uh, a respect in the past little while doing this for let's say at funerals. Um, and eulogies and whatnot. That's not what we're doing, right? But uh, I can see how that would be similarly kind of that, that just that feeling. And I, I can't imagine it's very hard. You almost have to, it's a mindset that you go in. You almost, I wouldn't use the term clock out, but if you look at that person for too long, if you let yourself just cross that line, then you can't go on, right? So uh, it's about being professional. You're still performing, but being attached and connected and you do as Chloe was saying earlier you end up feeling that message that you're putting out right you, you 
That's a good point. And I actually had a question on that, like uh, very similar to Josh's. But is there a difference between, let's say, non-green dream type of songs and the regular-ish songs that you guys do? Do you prepare yourself differently? Do you, like you said, maybe uh, control yourself a little bit more in terms of how you're looking out into the audience and stuff? I can imagine that would be the case. And where are you looking? Absolutely. I think it's a very different kind of performance. Like when you're when you're just doing fun songs, it doesn't matter. You can you can wink, you can make a joke, you can do something silly, or I don't know. It's it's just different when you're when you're dealing with a topic that's so sensitive and it's going to be touching so many people. For me, like I I tend to think about it more when I'm singing and I'm looking out, and then maybe I might make eye contact with a few people. But in general, I don't want to make someone feel awkward by staring at them singing about it. So you know, sometimes you have this moment where you just have to look out into the distance and be like. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but then sometimes the lyrics a bit more personable, personal, a bit more lighthearted. So it's okay to, you know, glance over at someone. And uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely different. I think uh, the structure of how you go about with your songs, you know, I think the last one was very uplifting, had a lot of hope to it. I think that might help as well with when you see someone crying and mm-hmm. then going into something that's a little more uplifting, ending with something, a strong message. Yeah, if you just, I don't think, talked about it yet, can you just describe sort of the songs you have and why you built it the way you have for the talk? Absolutely. So um, there's a theme, and we want to include all parts of life. So death, of course, being inevitable, and with the topic is in there, which comes with grief, but also life as well. So that first song is about the love between um, yourself and anyone. We've made it pretty general, and that's when they're still alive and it's that first of the four a very happy place just going along with the talk the second one is the loss right and that's very important so it does take a turn it gets sad the third one that grieving period Um, and then the fourth one it, it is uplifting because that's that's what will happen in the end you know and melodically actually that first song um and the fourth song they, are, they use some similar chords. So Tyler, you might feel, oh, you know, I, I, this sounds familiar. I've heard this before. Oh, I felt this. So and cool. it's actually similar to that first one, which yeah. is this happy place, yeah. right? And it is going to be okay. And it's just delivering hope absolutely um, in the end, in time that will come, you know? Mm. I, want, I want to get you guys to sing that last song because I love <laughs> it so much. And you don't have it online yet, right? So Absolutely. No, yeah. So if you can talk about actually, because you do have one online, don't you? If you want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I think people would love to hear it. Absolutely. CBC Searchlight 2016. <laughs> uh, we have entered ourselves into the competition. Yeah, it was uh, kind of kind of just happened like a lot of things. Uh, the third song, so the Greed song, is in the competition. You can go to www.cbcmusicsearchlight.ca. You can search for Chloe and Ola and click vote. In the GCA region. Yeah. And uh, it's a song that uh, I wrote with Monica, Joel, shout out to Kier. I've got some <laughs> co-writers on that around Christmas time when we were working on this. And um, it, it is definitely available uh, to listen to on that CBC website if you'd like to. And if it, you feel it resonates with you, by all means, we would be so honored and grateful if you could give us a vote. It just allows yeah. us to keep doing what we're doing and produce this music. And yeah, it, it's definitely on there. You can hear it there. You can vote every day too. <laughs> yeah, keep voting. Just, yeah. 
Yeah, I think too, like one of the big things that we've talked about, you know, personally is about what the music can do. And like, because you don't have an album, people are going to the events and they feel it, you hit them in their heart and then they can't listen to it again and they want to. And I think, you know, the competition is great to be able to have a chance to win basically um, money to, to produce an album. I think that's the goal, right? Is that the goal for you guys to produce an album? Well, yes, it is our goal to produce an album, record music and get our stuff out there because it's just, of course, like definitely it's a given, but um, that it's accessible to people. Uh, it's accessible to people. I mean, people can hear it and it's just, it's the next thing. It's like, do you want to just keep playing local shows and things or do you want people to be able to listen to music and something that we can be proud of too so we can listen to it. But that for the competition, mostly our goal, you know, of course we want to move on, but it's not, it's not about winning the big prize and having all this money. We, we would love to, we would love to just have some exposure. I think that'd be amazing to be affiliated with CBC Music and other musicians and stuff. So like the, as we were talking before, right? Like, yeah, to get the exposure is beautiful, but I think one of the main things that I see from you guys doing your music is to be able to help people through their lives, right? I think, I don't know if, if that's your main goal or not, um, but uh, it helps me. And if it helps me, I think it helps a lot of other people. And if that's the way you're going, I think that's a beautiful thing. Oh, to, yeah. To hit the heart, right? Because I think music does something that nothing else does, right? And I think you're seeing that now with your performances more than ever, what your music can do in someone's life as they move forward in their lives. And, you know, I think it's amazing to see you guys do this because I know you're going to you're going to do well in this and this is going to take off for you guys um, because just like, the lyrics themselves, the, uh, the love that you have for the people around you and just the, the, what people need in life to move forward. Yeah. I think a lot of songs out there deal with breakups and deal with heartache and sort of stuff, but they don't give you the hope I think your album can give. Yeah, no, definitely. If you asked me a year ago if I'd be doing this, uh, I, I did not see this coming and in this last little while, you know, people that we've touched, and like you said, you've seen, they come up to you after, hey, look, this is how it's affecting me, this is what it's done for me. Yeah. It's physical, right? You see that, wow, look, this is what I was able to do, and our goal, if we could ultimately just touch people's lives and just give them hope, right? That is one of the, I'm, I would be so honored if I could do that, if we could do that for yeah. more people, and that is what it's about for me, and I want to be able to do that for people. I, I definitely see that in you guys and uh, just having, again, like what other capacity, you know, just for me, nothing I've said has ever made a grown person cry or tear up, you know, other, <laughs> other something negative I might have said to my mother, <laughs> but that's about it. And so watching that happen, someone singing a song, being touched, a stranger, uh, that's amazing. And again, you know, whether you guys continue in this or not, uh, hopefully this sets the right track. I mean, and again, you've been doing it for a long time, whether you're as, as kids doing it, busking, whatever it is. So you've set the foundation for it. And yeah. Unless you guys are passionate, you're not doing it for the money. It's passion. You don't do this this long for, you know, shows like this, show over here, because uh, you're in it to make money. Because, you know, mm -hmm. if you're if that's your path, it's not going to happen. And we can see the passion through both of you. So, again, everybody listening, please support these uh, two wonderful ladies. Go to the website, vote. And eventually, they'll get the album and, and support them that way. Hey, so how much time do we have left in this thing? How long are we doing these for? <laughs> we do Half an hour at a time, but we can always yeah. do two episodes. We can well, how long is it? We can go as long as you guys want. 26 minutes? 26 minutes. Okay, cool. So, yeah, if we'll, I guess we'll just uh, maybe um, wrap up with 
what we always talk about at the end of these podcasts. Well, this is only the second one, but uh, it's about your loss. So have you guys ever experienced loss at all? If not, have you guys, um, well, yeah, I think you probably have. Have you ever experienced loss before? I have, yes. It was sudden as well. So that, you know, changes things up if you kind of see, okay, in the next few years with age and circumstances, the possibility I think you mentally are able to be prepared whether you know you're preparing yourself or not mm-hmm. when it's sudden there's nothing else like it and I think so for myself personally I would say in my immediate immediate family no but to my father who lost his brother um, not too long ago to see the pain that he was going through and that's my father and that's my dad and then to think oh I have a brother right and, and to empathize and how it affects the whole family. So, yeah, absolutely. And it's a very tough thing. And that's something that I'm going to have to keep going through in life and hopefully learn a lot from. Yeah, like, for me personally, there's been two circumstances just of people that I know. And um, same thing. Like, I, I haven't lost anyone that's been necessarily the closest person to me but yeah I mean like my grandfather passed away not too long ago and it's the same kind of thing it's like okay well this is my my mom's dad and it's 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 interesting because um I didn't grow up with him around all the time but you just think of the legend that they lived and um how they were able to provide for your family and the history and everything that goes on with it and then in the other case, I lost someone that was a childhood friend of mine, and uh, we grew up together playing soccer, and he was actually, I had a huge crush on him anyway, <laughs> but um, it's just, and that was sudden, and he was my age, and it's just something that you don't think is ever going to happen to anyone you know, and that was the first experience that I ever had with grief, and although we weren't the closest at that time, it's just still very shocking and very hard to deal with and it makes you think a lot about your values and what's important in life and uh just going back so I lost my grandfather as well and then you're saying the legend right to think that then came my mother and then came me and that life came from generation past generation past generation past and there's beauty in that so it is a hard time and especially if it's sudden but to know wow, look, they created something, right? They, it's what they provided they for you. made a family, yeah. I'm, I'm here, I'm still connected to them. That's so beautiful. Wow, it's me. thank you for sharing sort of those stories of loss, right? And so this is a not just a grief podcast, is it? What's it, is it, what's this name? Is this a grief? Grief, grief and dreams and uh, related topics. Oh, okay. Related yeah. topics is too long of a title. So. Right, so it's grief dreams, right? Yeah, so have you guys ever dreamt of any of those people that you've lost? If not, is there a dream that you may want to have in the future? I have not had a dream of any of those that have passed. Um, I would love to dream of my my grandmother, who I've never met. And I'm told I look a lot like her, and I am a lot like her. And I just, I always picture I dream, dream of her, and I get to like meet her in my dream. Oh, look, this is who they've been talking about. I, I have this, I have a dream. <laughs> Yeah, same. I think I would love to have a dream about my grandfather when he was younger and when my mom was a kid. And I'm not even in the dream necessarily. I'm not a part of the scene. I'm just watching. And it's my mom when she was younger with her siblings and how their family went and 
I feel like I could get to know him in a better in a better state for him um, in that dream. And I just think it'll be really cool. Yes, thank you uh, for your wonderful stories. Um, and hopefully you guys can get those dreams. All right, everybody. So let's get those that information again. Where uh, where should people go to vote for your song? So you can go to www.cbcmusicsearchlight.ca uh, in the search tab, Chloe and Ola, and then click vote. We're under the GTA. GTA. <laughs> six. The six. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so once again, thank you guys for being on the thank podcast. You. Yeah, thank you. Know, you. Like, we appreciate it. This is uh, the second one, right, that we're going to be uploading. And so hopefully it takes off a little bit more and we're getting, I think, better at it and what we want and... Um, you guys are, uh, thank you again for being part of the event, thank right? You. Like that's thank sort of you. like the big thing because I don't know, like, I can't really see who this touches, but I know when you come to the event, you're touching everyone that actually is there. And so you, you always touch me. So thank you again for the beautiful songs, your energy, and just the love you have for the world. Yep. Everybody, please check out the uh, Grief Dreams Facebook page. Um, that, there's a lot of good things going on that. Please hit up Josh Black's website, griefdreams.ca. And through there, you can get to the podcast or you could go to Podbean. Uh, that's the website and just search for Grief Dreams Podcast. And please, you can email us and uh, on the podcast at griefdreamspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, send us questions, comments. Please, we'll respond back uh, or any topics that you want covered. That's a wrap. Woo! Woo! <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right. Thank you, guys.